yo, what's up, what's up, what's up, everyone? You are listening to the Not Quite Foreign Show, two Afro-multicultural queens discussing Afro-multicultural things with a dose of dopeness, realness, and get your shit togetherness. I'm your host, Lady Yay, and I'm here with my co-host. Hey, it's such a y'all. <clears throat> what's up, everyone? How are you guys doing? It has been a minute. It has been a minute. It's been it's a minute. But it's all good. But rightfully so. Yes, it's all good. We're back now. We're back, yeah. We're back. We took a much, um, I would call it a respectful break, um, just given the energy. We'll talk about that a little bit later in the show. But just given, you know, the energy of the world at the time, um, I think it's appropriate to acknowledge when it's time to kind of really take a pause yeah. <laughs> um, and let the world just be in its space. So that being said, we are fully back. So we got all of the same fun, good, great stuff. So I want to shout out to just everyone who's been supporting us. This is episode 12. Uh, I'm going to stop counting because yeah. like, I'm going to stop saying it. <laughs> yeah, I think it's episode a lot, uh, 12. 12, it 12, is. 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, so we keep going. Chugga, chugga, choo, choo. Um, and I'm excited. I think we have a really good steady 50 people that, that listen every week. Yep. We appreciate the support. Every last one. The support. The, every last one. Um, so we're going to jump into, if you don't know, now you know. Now I had a, and I had some thoughts. Actually, I should probably talk to you about this before the show, <laughs> but we're going to start. <laughs> anyway, it's real. It's a live. It's a live show. Um, so I'm thinking, so we're going to do, if you don't know now, you're going to do that, but one of the things that I think we were starting to get a little bit, and I know Sochi, you got some, you know, someone who reached out to you about it, but is people who just want us to highlight like businesses, projects, maybe events. There's some happening cool events in the, happening yeah, in, in DMV or even just internationally that we just know that like we can be like, hey, if you don't know now, you know, here's an event. And like at the end of your like facts, if you don't know how you know, um, just sharing like stuff that's going on in the community. Cause again, this is a black culture show. We want to make sure that like everyone is getting that feel of like, this is also a resource for yeah. some cool stuff. So I agree. Cool. All right. So, all right, good. <laughs> Conversation easy. <laughs> all right. So, so now we're going to start with, if you don't know now, you know, so this, I just found this out recently and it kind of blew my mind. Um, but did you know that, um, so Franco African Francophone countries okay. are still paying for their are, are still paying debts to their colonizers, which is France. So about fourteen African Get countries. The fudge. I promise you. Wait, I, I don't we're know paying how, debts. To yeah, our colonizers? they're paying. Yeah, so they're paying like an annual, like they pay like an annual fee. Whoa. Yeah, every year. So they have to send a report send money yeah so like france is actually still like from all their 14 countries they're pretty much gaining 500 billion dollars a year are you serious from these francophone countries so cameroon senegal cameroon senegal mali niger mal um i said mali yeah niger ivory coast oh snizzab so was Sierra Leone Francophone? Sierra Leone Francophone. Yeah, they're Francophone. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'll Google it right now as you speak. But yeah, I know Senegalese is. But yeah, I thought that was crazy. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But this is and this is all like geared to you know when when the whole you know colonizers were you know when when other countries were getting their independence, they were not ready to leave the French. The French were not ready to leave Africa yet, right? When all the other countries were when all the other kind of kind of letting go. So one country, um, it's a, it's a, this man, he is, um, he's actually a Guinea man. 
His name is Sekou Torre. He decided in 1958 that he wanted the French to go. So when that happened, what the French <laughs> did, like, they got done. Yeah, they got done. Like, they <laughs> so what the French did was that they destroyed all their schools, everything that they brought into the country, the nurseries, the schools, the churches, whatever, just to show the other francophone countries that if you decide, if this is what you decide, yeah, this is what's gonna happen, right? That's similar to the William Lynch. Yeah, huh? The, the William Lynch. Well, like how lynching came about mm. was this guy William Lynch who wanted to show examples to the other slaves, other slaves that yeah. like. This is what happens if you try to escape. But anyways. Yeah. So it's, it's really a sad reality, you know, that this is, till today, like, they're still paying their colonizers. Is it, like, the press? And like it's, the like, government? it makes you even question, like, what is really the African independence that yeah. most of us celebrate? You know what I'm saying? Like, Absolutely. are you really independent? Yeah. You know? And they have to use, most of these countries, they have to use um, the, the, Fr- um, the French currency which is the francs mind you french they use Are you euros serious? yeah they use euros okay wow. yeah it's really it it it's it, it's very eye opening and it just shows that you know slavery it we had our own version of slavery yeah. especially as africans you know it's something that and we're that, still really and, we're, caught and some up. of us are still very caught up in it and you know a lot of the coups that happened yeah. in like the most of the french speaking yeah. i mean french speaking countries african countries most of them were backed up by the french government Oh, most which, of them were French, but most wow, of them were yeah. back. Those that you know, those yeah. leaders who were fighting against like the colonization and yeah. things like that. You know, they would they would pay off whoever to kill and just start these wars and things like that. And it's just like, man, like, are we really ever free? Yeah, you know I saying? hate the fact that like everyone in history, you know, history has shown and taught us that like a lot of people feel that the black person can just be paid off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that we would do anything for the right valuable thing, right? You know what I mean? And, and that's that's essentially the beginning of the trade, the um, Atlantic trade slavery. You know what I mean? Like, you you pay some pay them, and they will sell themselves. And, yeah. and that kills me. It, it's, it's real. And, you know, you would think that even today, okay, like, this is something that happened, like, in the 50s, yeah. 60s, you know what I'm saying? And today's two, 2019, and it's still happening with everything that's going on in the world with us everything. being quote unquote woke. Like, why is this still happening? Yeah. Like, why is no one like you know saying like, okay, this has to stop? Especially you know with the French government. Like, right. come and, on, uh, like, we don't is... owe y'all shit. Like, <laughs> like we don't. I mean, I'm saying y'all because I believe in like you know all of us being brothers and sisters. But I'm Nigerian. But like, we don't. They don't owe them anything. anything. You know, but they didn't ask for them to come to their country to colonize and yeah. you know. Oh, you're right. Pick up Sierra Leone is British. It's British, British, right? Yeah. My bad. That's why I posted that music. Sierra Leone is Sierra Leone is not a French colony. My bad. But um, I think it's it's just so unfortunate, and I think it's important. That's why I wanted to highlight it because I think Mm. a lot of times, like you know, us Africans, we're not aware of what's going on, like in our own continents. You know, we just think that oh yeah, you know what what debt do we have to pay for us to get our colonization to get um to get our to get our independence, to get our freedom mm-hmm. from these people who pretty much sat around a table during the 18, 1884 Berlin Conference right. and pretty much created the these boundaries yeah. in Africa. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And now, like, we pay for it. Yeah. You know? And, and it's pain. And some of us are still paying for it. And it's just like, yo, like, something has to give. So there was this video that kind of went around this lady. I, I don't know if I sent it to you. No, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'll send it to you. This lady, she was, 
she works for the United Nations, I think. I don't know, I mean, the, the details, but pretty much like what she was saying, like she was like pretty much highlighting the history of how Africa came to be, why there are boundaries. She black? Yeah, she's an African lady. She's okay. an African lady, okay. boundary, well spoken and well thought of. And, and um, you could just tell, like, she just has this passion for Africa yeah. to just be their own entity. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I think there's something that's being done. There's some treaty that's being signed or whatever to kind of, like, acknowledge that. But anyway, I will send you the video. Maybe we can put it on the... Um, yeah, the party, yeah, on so Instagram should, or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. showcase that. Because I think it, it's important for us to know the why. Yeah. Because a lot of times, like, you know, we say, oh, Africans can't do, the, you know, why can't we get our stuff together, this and that, but not knowing that there's somebody, like, holding a thread. There's that manipulation. Yeah, and that's, hard, manipulation. and that's hard to just... We can't just cut it off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I feel like if there's not... Like, knowledge is such... Like, it's so power. Knowledge is power. And I think it's important for us to be aware of the history, learn our history, because that's the only way it cannot get repeated again. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And I feel like Africans, like, we lack in that. Yeah. We're letting that that, part of it go. Or or we just disregard it as, okay, what happened in the past? Like, yeah, Yeah. move on. Like, no, we cannot move on. We cannot move on until we acknowledge it. And once we acknowledge it, we have to, okay, come together and say, okay, like, this has happened. What can we do to move forward? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it doesn't happen again because... And what are the repercussions that we're still suffering from? Yeah, yeah, because if these stories are not told or these histories are just buried in the books, there is a high chance that it will be repeated again. Literally, you know what I'm saying? History has thought of that. History has thought of that all the time. And I don't understand, like, why we cannot, you know, pay attention to that. So, yeah, I just wanted to just highlight that, man. Yeah, that's crazy. And that's an awesome... (laughs) If you don't know, now you know. Because that is something I know I didn't know. You know what I mean? Especially... In this day and age, where we're so caught, Africa is so cool and it's so popping, and it's so there's so much pop culture around it, yeah. and it's exciting and it's fun, but there's still a lot of real issues and That's a lot of real work. Like, do you know? Did you know that Cameroon? Them are going. They have. They, there's a war right now in Cameroon, and there's a war that's been going on for like I want to say like years now. Yeah. You know, and it's between you know the francophone and the anglophone. Oh wow! You know, one wants to separate itself, but. They're getting whatever backlash. And, you know, now I'm like, dang, is the French government behind this? Yeah. Actually, is it because Yeah, because it's, I think I think the Anglophone, either they're a minority or the majority, I don't know. But mm-hmm. one of them wants to just be his old entity. And the French is like, no, like, you're going to stay with us, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it's just like, man, like, this is not what's... I don't hear this outside outside of my friends who are Cameroonian. Yeah. You know, I've never Absolutely. heard about it. You know? Absolutely. And it's just kind of like, man, like, these are stories that, you know, we need to hear about. Yeah, we may not be able to do anything, but, you know, I there, think... We can. I don't even think that's a mentality to even start to have. Know, we right? can. That's you true. share. You make you people share, aware. Right? You make people Get aware. activated. There are a lot of people legally now who are... are, are we're educated now. We're yeah. ac- accessible. I mean, there's... I don't think this... I mean, I, I get what you're saying, too. It's like, we may feel helpless, but we may have more resources than we know. Than we know, that's you know? true. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's super dope. And I, I think this is a definite call to the audience, too. Like, if you are someone who's a Francophone, um, even someone from Cameroon, I'd love to hear a little bit more about, like, what they think or what their view is with, like, what's guiding this war and a little bit more about it. You know, we love to be a show that's, like, real and keeping it, you know, positive, but also we want to be very connected to what's really going on and use this platform to, like continue important messages so i definitely want to hear if anyone else has information around that like and, and educate us more on this mm-hmm. this is really dope this is good to know and yeah that's unfortunate yeah you girl. don't know now you know there's more to know get, get always come aware always always do not like we're in 2019 do not continue to remain 
Ignorance. <laughs> ignorant. Ignorant. Not ignorance. Ignorant. Especially as black people. Yeah, man. Black people. That's so real, man. That's so real. Um, so, okay. So, and I mentioned earlier, I said that, you know, if you don't know, now you know. We want to add not only just Sochi's, like, bomb facts and, and things that you just kind of, that hips you to just more growth in your own <laughs> knowledge of things, but... We also want to just share when people like share with us things that they're doing that's dope, especially visiting the not quite foreign community. Um, so, so, and someone had actually sent um, Suchi something that is the reason why we even thought of that idea. So, and Suchi, you want to share like what some, what it yeah, is? Yeah, so there's, <laughs> so if you guys are in the DMV area and you guys love to dance and consider Afrobeat dance classes a workout, there is a Coco Aerobics workout. Coco Robics. Yeah, Coco Robics workout. <laughs> and, and, and a family day of service. And it's um the proceeds actually will benefit the Sierra Leone Sickle Cell Disease Society. Oh, they're Francophone kind of in the theme today. Okay. But they're not Francophone though. Oh, that's right. Damn. <laughs> For this project or for this workout is uh, April twenty seventh, so okay, that's next up. Saturday, yeah. and it's gonna be at Silver Spring. So it's at uh, Glen Allen Elementary School in Silver Spring. I'll, we'll post the details on our website. Yeah, yeah. I mean, on our um, Instagram mm-hmm, and Twitter for those that are on Twitter. So I think it'll just be a great opportunity to support. You know, this young lady. Her name is Marjo Bona. Ooh. So registration is $25 and it's all for a good cause, you know, sickle cell disease. Absolutely. We know how sickle cell disease is such a, you know, a big, big thing in the African community. So, you know, whatever we can do to develop, because we have to be the ones to help ourselves in, yeah. in terms of the situation because this is a black issue. Yeah. Know? So, yeah. Yeah. So um, we'll, we'll definitely put up the details and there's a website on there that you can go to sign up. All right. Well, cool. Well, Marge- is it Margella? Marjo. Marjo. Marjo Bona. Bar- Marjo Bona. That's a kind of cool name. I got to hear her say it. Because <laughs> she probably has a swag with it. But um, I will check out her her Coco Afro. Coco Aerobics. I'm messing up all names. All <laughs> I got to read it. Coco Aerobics. I like the name of that. Coco Aerobics. Let's, let's make that viral. Know, um, right? The 25th next Saturday. 27th. 27th. All right. Fuck it. You 20, 20, 20, 20, 20. <laughs> 27. <laughs> Next Saturday, 27. It's $25 at Glen Allen Elementary School in Silver Spring. And the theme is Changing Lives One Step at a Time. Boom. And All I'll right. post it on Instagram. So you, if you don't know, yep. now you know and you'll continue and to know. And it's two sessions too. All right. So it's 1030 and a 130 session. Awesome. All right. Bomb. Well, yeah. And again, if you are someone in the... Um, in our sphere, listen to our show, and you want to share something, or you find something cool that you feel like, hey, I'd love to, for it to be shouted out. You know, our audience isn't huge, but we got people who listen every so often, so um, more exposure is always good. So, it's time for the Situation Room. Um, are you ready for that? Yeah, I'm ready. Alright, um, so whew, it's been a crazy, a crazy few weeks, um, and I think Again, I just I reiterated in the beginning of the show, we are a black culture show, right? So we absolutely are never going to avoid um, 
the need to talk about things in the culture that just come up as far as, you know, current events. You know, we're not super like a current event <laughs> blog, but right. we there's certain things that just impact us. And so for those of you who I'm sure everyone who listens to the show probably knows by now um, that, you know, we lost a, a not quite foreigner actually in the community a major celebrity nipsey hustle rapper nipsey hustle um was shot and killed on march 31st about two weeks ago from now and it was a devastating loss to the just the community the black community not quite foreign community african community american community and just in general the u.s um i think the world really felt that loss yeah yeah so we were first just pay our respects and and say RIP to him. And the crazy thing is that is exactly why we didn't do the show last week. It was just like this isn't the time to get in a conversation. So a lot of a lot of, you know, it was a time to just mourn and grieve and be sober. Um but, you know, his death sparked a lot. It did. It, <laughs> it did. And it's amazing too like how much it sparked because like I'm not going to lie like you know, I didn't really know much about the dude until he came out with that spread cover with Lauren Allen. I was like, oh, yeah. what's this? Okay. I've never heard his music, nothing like that, till he died. And, you know, you just saw how much it affected the world. And you just go back and you're just like, man, this guy really, like, he was, that's, like, really an angel on earth, yo. That's the thing. So if you don't know Nipsey Hussle, let's, tell, let's talk a little about just, like, straight statistics facts. He was an L.A., specifically Crenshaw Slauson. <laughs> um, was he Crip? Rap, um, yeah, a Crip rapper. He um, grew up in L.A. He's actually half Eritrean and half African-American. Um, and he did go to visit Eritrean at, at one point in his life. And he was 33, was born 1985. Um, young man on the up and up. He saw him at a lot of things coming and um, on social media up, in, up until the date, the last days of his life. I mean, he yeah. was at the Rock Nation brunch. And again, you mentioned the GQ interview. So he was all over, but he has been out for a while. He um, was really sponsored, I think, by like Snoop Dogg mm-hmm. and that whole yeah. LA. He's very LA. I mean, his whole accent was LA. He sounded like um, Snoop Dogg too. Snow and look like a too. So he was just this like major rapper. A lot of people in the culture, just generally in the hip hop culture, knew him. But um, he was murdered by someone who he was familiar with. So this wasn't gang on gang violence. This was someone who he was familiar with, allegedly. Yeah. Um, murder. We don't. I mean, the facts. Obviously, that's still going on. But there's tapes and stuff like that. You can, you know, if you haven't seen it, um, I'm sure you know the details by now. So that's what happened with him, and it was the thing that happened. I think is when he passed away. What really just immediately like happened was like everyone i didn't realize how many people would instantly be impacted by that and yeah. i didn't even know myself right Me like either. i truly and i'm a hip-hop head i love rap but truly so i've never listened to nipsey's music ever right like just wasn't my just wasn't my original style mentally i didn't think it was i never gave it a chance but i never listened to his music however i knew him as a very like like cultural philanthropic individual in the community. You always heard about what he was doing, especially for me, who was really tapped into just like black hip hop culture, mm-hmm. what he was doing with LA and stuff like that. I also really just being the romantic was really yeah, intrigued that, I was by, by their love story. his love story with him and, and Lauren. And one of the reasons why is because like, 
yo, like I love a good, re- they look real. Like they look like <laughs> real. They look like that's my nigga. And when I date somebody, like I, I like them to be like, that's my nigga. Like that's my best friend, my last relationship, best friendship. Like, so I, I end up losing a, a man and a best friend. And that's, yeah. it, and that's a success for me. I mean, not the lost part, but like that we got to that level. So they seem to exude that kind of like, this is my, this is my partner in life. You know what I mean? Um, so just being intrigued by that was something that, you know, really drew me to him and his story. And, but something about his death was really, per- felt personal. I grieved it. Like, I truly grieved it. Like, I think it was a lot of I us because I know I did too. And I was shocked that I did. But I think it's because, you know, when you found, like, when I found out, like, what, like, who this person was. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, put, put his music aside. You know what I'm saying? Put everything else about him. But his intention, like, you could just tell he had a good heart. Yes. And he was for the people. You know what I'm saying? And to just think like someone like that, such a young age, no longer exists. It's like, man, like who's going to carry this cross that he left behind? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I think the beauty about his death is that, you know, he was someone you can tell that he lived his purpose. Yeah. He accomplished his purpose in his life. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's a blessing when you know early on in life what your purpose is. Yeah, and you lit and, and you accomplish that person. I mean, that purpose before your time comes. Like none of us, some of us are still trying to figure out. We the same <laughs> age as some of us, the same age as him, and we trying to figure out. Yo, what's good? Like what is, <laughs> like, what? What is this? You Where know what are you saying? at? But he knew it early on. You know what I'm saying? He 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 focused on it. Yeah, and he brought it to life. You know, like with developing all these. Um, businesses coming creating all these businesses yeah. black businesses in the black community he chose to stay in his neighborhood a lot of people in his you know in his field would probably just left abandoned. the hood abandoned yeah. the hood you no know, but he was like no i'm gonna stay back and i'm gonna get this hood to or this neighborhood to to be a community you know to be to be a safe haven for the kids that are coming up yeah you know for someone to just think about the generation after him yeah that's that's amazing, and this is outside of his kids. I'm yeah. sure his kids sparked that in him, because you know, we it's our duty as the I guess the older generation after our parents to be able to create a safe haven for the next generation coming up. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of times we've run from it and tried to do that from a distance, but he he chose to stay in it. He chose to be in that environment that, yes, does not have the, you know, it doesn't have the the credibility, whatever it is. And he chose to, he chose to, to, to figure it out. Yeah. And he was doing that, like creating, creating STEM pro STEM Mm -hmm. programs. He has no, I'm sure he has no background. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's his probably has no background in STEM, but he knew, you know, that if he can get these kids in here later on in life, like, yo, like they can do amazing things he understood you know he, he understood, understood the world and the trends of the yeah, world he, he invested the trends of the world in and invested in his own people mm-hmm. in tech you know what i'm saying and, and that's like man like that's amazing yeah and that's for someone his his age 33 mm-hmm. like i said most of us are just trying to figure out what our next job yeah or what our purpose is but he knew it and he didn't run from it. That's the thing. He didn't run from it. Yeah. He and answered he, that calling, yeah. you know. And, you know, like I was watching um, uh, his mother give, I, don't, I guess, a speech. It didn't sound like a speech, but it's just, yeah, but like her speech during his um, his service. 
but you could just tell even the way Lauren talks about him in their relationship you could just tell he was just man this man was he was a spiritual person mm-hmm. there's something about knowing there's something about someone being a spiritual person just a physical like I tell my I tell people all the time like we are more spiritual than we are physical mm-hmm. this physical body is nothing it's just here to just occupy space right but when you're able to tap into that spiritual part of you I promise you you can do anything because you know you are bigger than what you look like you are more than what you look like on the outside and it's just the way his mom just talked about it you know you could just tell that he was that person and she was too i mean he probably got it from his mom too you know like just that intentionality and just knowing that there's something bigger than you even his death i really feel like this man knew that his time was coming even without him even knowing that his time was coming i mean his last album was called the victory lap yeah. To me, when I heard that, I was like, man, so this guy knew that his work here on Earth is done. Yeah, the omens. It's always, my sister always says, like, pay attention to the omens. And, yeah. and that is, and that is, it is it's similar because there are few people in history who, you know, their exits have been similar, right? Jesus. Where they, where they were doing, yes. <laughs> Along yeah. with many people. I mean, there's Jesus, there's Martin Luther King, there's Malcolm. Mm-hmm. There's the people who have been contributing huge things historically I mean, world-shifting things. And it is at almost like the point in which you would think they're going to enjoy. I think yeah. that was part of what a little bit the of the sadness, struggle I had. Yeah. Like, I'm going to be honest. Like, I it is true. Like, I in, in my, like, spiritual, like, meditation, and I was like, okay, yeah, this is clear that this person came. He did what he was supposed yeah, to do and left. That's just, that's just is what it is. Yeah. But I still struggle because I watched his interviews with The Breakfast Club. I watched... Um, just some of the, his his conversations when he's in the studio, I see his interaction and the level and the stage that his relationship was with Lauren, where it had just gotten to, because it wasn't perfect, it was very clear, yeah. right? And so it still hurt because I felt like, oh, there could have been more, right? Mm-hmm. And that's a, and I'm gonna be honest about that emotion. That was a struggle for me, and you can tell. Even if he wasn't aware, but his time had, you know, he had contributed what he wanted to contribute, or he was supposed to contribute, you can tell he just he he had he was such a visionary. He yeah. was so ready. It he was like he one of those just people. Starting. He was one of those people who like truly understood that life is, which is which is the beauty in it all. He understood that this is not a rehearsal. <laughs> yeah. This is the life that you have. Um, you that you got to do what you got to do. Right, you gotta do it now, right? So he never, he didn't hesitate. He didn't say, "Let me get my platinum album before yep. I invest in." Like he created that those STEM businesses. I mean, those, those STEM programs. But he also invested in tech companies. So he created those STEM programs because he saw that like my investments are in these small companies. I work for an ed tech firm, so I work in the tech industry. So like, and I know how many people aren't black in my in my company, right? <laughs> and aren't black in management. Not to even talk about ownership or even investment, right? And portfolio owners. And so it's like. He understood like where the future was just as a human race, <laughs> where you should be doing and putting your, your dollar and your value and, yeah. and wanting to create understanding of that, right? I think his, his part of the STEM is like, yeah, so they have jobs, but also they understand where the world is going, right? And even just so you can create wealth by investing. If you understand STEM, you'll then invest a little bit more in it, right? Because that's important. So it's just seeing someone who had so much to contribute was a struggle for me to to, to take that loss on. It was like, yeah. damn, like, because it falls silent a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, he echoed and his message is raining, but, like, again, 
Ain't so many examples. That's why he stood out so much, right? And and I went back and started listening to his album, um, you know, after when everything happened. And I was like, man, he has been spitting this message, right? For a long time. And music is but a who's real listening? deep I, message. I wasn't listening. Right. I wasn't even listening. Right, right. So it was like, <clears throat> this is a, it's a real message. So, so it was tough. It was a tough, tough loss. But, you know, we know that, like, sometimes we as a culture have to take these things and understand this is a, this was a big convert this is a big message to us yeah. right and i think that is so that's really what i want us to kind of talk about in the show um it's it's like the whole no better do better thing i don't know if you remember the first episode of season three um of insecure <laughs> when Issa's like yeah i'm a no better and i'm a do better and both her and um yvonne's character with molly were like yeah no better do better no yeah, better yeah, do yeah. better that was like the and, theme for the whole season. right right and the irony in that episode was that they knew better, but you question at the end were they actually doing better, right? And I was like, you know, as a black community, it is heartbreaking to know that the person who in who who allegedly took this man's life was someone he was familiar with, someone from his community, yeah, in the community that he of of all people was uplifting, investing the most right? in and uplifting, yeah. and so. Um, but then also made me think about like. Wow, this person did all of this. What if someone pulled back our portfolio? Not that we had to die or anything, but if just someone just said, "Hey, what has this person done so far? Mm-hmm. What have we done but, as individuals?" But, but, so I'm like, the question is, are we doing better right now? That we know better. We know we know better. We know we know because we know more than anyone in any generation has known because we have the internet <laughs> and we are talking and we have the freedom to talk to each other. Right? Slaves didn't have freedom to talk to each other. Mm-mm. Half the time they didn't even speak the same language coming over here. You know what I mean? Like we know now. Africans know what Americans are talking about. Like you have the time. Again, we talk about it on the show. You can't tell who where somebody is even from because they can imitate <laughs> and understand. Else. Right? So. So, so we're so connected now. We can't say we don't know better. Are we doing better? You know what I mean? And that's the question. Are we doing better? But I mean, I think you have to kind of ask yourself, like, doing better for who? Because a lot of the times, like, the thing, the reason why I feel like this man stood out so much and made such a significant impact on the black community, because it wasn't about him. Yes. A lot of the things, a lot of the times, you know, a lot of us, it's coming from selfish motives. But you can't make a difference in this world. I don't care who you are. You can't make a difference in this world if you're coming from a self-centered place. Yeah. You know, it has to come from, okay, where can I fill this need? Where can I fill it? Like, what is missing? I mean, Microsoft Word came from a lack. What's his name? Bill Gates? Yeah. There was a lack somewhere. How a gap. can how, there was a gap, there was a lack, there was a lack, there was something that was missing. It wasn't even about himself. You know what I'm saying? But it, it turned out to be bigger than him and he's profiting from it. Same with Nipsey Hustle. Profiting like hell. Yeah, right. Like real <laughs> hell. You know, same thing with Nipsey Hustle too. Like, you know, it it, it it wasn't about him. Yeah. And I feel like this world, especially I mean, I don't know about the world, but let me just talk about where I live in the United States. Yeah. A lot of the times, I feel like we're driven by our own like selfish gains, selfish motives. And that can take us somewhere, but it can't take us far. It can't take us to the point where, you know, God forbid, if we die today, how will the world see us? Will we even be remembered? You know what I'm saying? So I think that's a lot of the times, like, this is what his death reminded me of. Because, you know, whenever somebody dies, whenever, whenever death happens, it kind of gives you a um insight 
in your own life, it makes you start thinking like, man, like, am I doing what I've been called to do in this world? Facts. You know, like, am I making a difference <laughs> in my own little world? Not even like the world in large. Because I'm sure he wasn't even think he didn't probably even think he can touch as many people. I promise you, this man did not think he could touch. Because I feel like more people knew him when he was gone than Absolutely. when he was alive. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So he wasn't really caring about that. He didn't mean that wasn't really his motive. But I think a lot of us like we want to, you know, be the popular. We want to go viral. We want to do the we want just so that we can feel good about ourselves. But is it really about us at the end of the day? Yeah. Or is it about the world? Yeah. And what we can give to the world. And I feel like, you know, a lot a lot of times like, you know, I'm speaking on my own community, like, that's where we lack because we want to just do for us, yeah. do for me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. then every, I guess everything else will fall in line, yeah. but it's like, nah, you can't, you, like, you can't, you can't rock that way. Because this, honestly, man, like, this, and that's one thing I love about traveling to other countries and going elsewhere, like, you realize that this world really isn't about you. That happiness really is an illusion. The happiness, oh, I have to make myself happy. I have to do this. Oh, me, me, me. Oh, the, it really is an illusion. Because the more you continue to focus on yourself, the more, the more there are going to be things that you feel like you're lacking and you're going to continue to pursue. You know what I'm saying? But there's, there's, a, there's a fulfillment when you make it about others. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes, it can take a toll on you, but I don't know why that is, but... It just so happens that, you know, when you make it about others and not about you, you go so much further in life than when you make it about yourself. Yeah, when I was in it, I mean, you hit on a point that I was really going to get into because when I look at Nipsey, I'm looking at all this like aftermath and all this like conversation around him. I When I watched a memorial, I was like, you want to know what really like he did a lot, right? But do you want to know what's bringing life to all of this? What's really like the richness that's showing in all of this is his relationships, right? Mm-hmm. Every last relationship he built with another human being. Number one, he seemed very intentional about building relationships yes. with folks. Yes. He, seemed, he acknowledged how a relationship happened. I remember I was watching the Breakfast Club interview yeah, and someone that. said, hey, how did you meet Diddy? Right, and he wasn't trying to be all narcissistic. Like, oh yeah, I met him because you know we cool. We hang. He was like Boog, which is Lauren, what he called Lauren Hill. He was like Boog introduced me because <laughs> she and Cassie were friends. And he, he was so like, he was so appreciative and and in tune with his relationships that his relationships with his children, right, with his baby mom's respect, and all of his relationships was carried out. It was crazy that everyone had some story. They knew him intimately. Right, they all had this story that seemed like they, you really personally knew this person. This person really personally impacted you. Um, his relationship with Lauren, he talks about like he started learning more about being a good man to a woman mm-hmm. from his woman, from books she said, "Hey, you need to read this," and the things that she was doing. He learned from his relationships. He really like soaked up from his relationships. The the child that spoke during his memorial, right? Isn't it Lil was Wayne's? Little Wayne's son, yeah, that's right? Thought, yeah. That's crazy. That's right? Right? What did he say? He said Nipsey would say say respect out the window every morning. Like mm. he taught that that is is so that's phenomenal. Amazing. The relationship with his parents. Look at the peace, his wish, mo- oh and reverence. God. The vicious person spoke. His brother, who sounded like him, was so real. Look mad and mad, Abishai. <laughs> mad 
Amish. But like, I'm like, was that his dad on stage? Too? His dad next to him. Oh, yeah. Next to her and then, and then, you know, his stoop dog. Like this guy understood the power relationship. Relationship. And when we talk about like knowing better, doing better, one of the things that has always kind of scared me with just like where we were going as a culture that I think this really checks is like. Social media and 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 we've talked about this often, like the distance and the disconnect, right? Like the disconnect so. from human beings creates that lack of value of human beings. That's what creates murder, right? Like you don't value life because you're not really connected or don't have good relationships. I bet you, if this alleged murderer, if we were to look at and unpack his life, there'd be a lot of damage and lacking relationships there. I just, I just, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go on a big hunch and say that. You know what I mean? And I mean, Nipsey, I mean, and you even think about like why he shot him or at least the story that the alleged, the alleged story yeah. is you know he said something he didn't like he didn't like pride, you know what I mean pride and ego and if you're not connecting <clears throat> with people you're not learning how to be humble you're not learning how to talk and and rationalize and understand and comprehend I saw somebody a, a to you that I follow who's funny but post um a meme and it was like the the successful um, you don't need successful communication in a relationship. You need successful comprehension, which means mm. if I communicate to you, you need to understand what I'm trying to say. Mm. Not just hear it, but understand it. Sit on it, marinate it. And so Nipsey just, it was like this relationship factor and peace is so undervalued. It's what you see when you go to communities, when you do travel, right? It's, what you, it's one of the things that like I really was valuing when I was in Nigeria. It's like, man, relationships, you can call somebody up and say, <laughs> I'm going to just show up. At, you don't even got to call them up. You can just knock on your door, bring juice. And, and there's this connection, deep connection. And I feel like sometimes like those tendons that connect us, if we think of us as like one body and, and, and muscles and organs, We're the things that connecting them. it are very loose right yeah, now. And very, like very loose. Nipsey had that like I even know he had two parents like you don't come two parent home like I mean maybe they weren't together I don't know or not but they are but it's like this person came from like a family you know what I mean still but came from the and even in his crip the gang you know what I mean obviously I don't support gang violence but um he and he relationships (laughs) he could be anywhere people automatically they were like no bloods this wasn't no game violence they respected Nipsey because he understood how to create relationships and so for me I'm like do how am I managing relationships in my life right not the ones I just want to participate in or or are serving me kind of what you were saying like they're just giving me what I want like a man (laughs) at the time or you know friends when I want to go out but like how am I really being a a a, a sense or a source of richness to yeah. folks in relationships with them. And yep. that means anybody. Yep, anybody. You know what I mean? Like, that's something that I think we need to examine as well. You know what I mean? Just how do we treat random human beings, coworkers? I went to work um, the week, you know, this week, and I was just like, I'm just gonna be nice to people. And normally I'm a bitch. Like, don't be in my face early <laughs> in the morning. You, at least you are. I'm like, no, because you know, no, no. But like, I'm not a bitch, but I'm just normally like, no, like, you're not in the mood. Yeah, I'm like, nah. <laughs> nah, nah. Post coffee or pre. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but I was like, nah, I can't. These are human beings, right? And you never know what someone needs from you just in a smile you know what i mean yeah. just in a hi just in a hey and i started feeling good i was be i was intentionally doing it this week and i was feeling really good like nothing phased me i was feeling real unbothered <laughs> you know what i mean so I, I think that's an important thing for us as a community to also remember to do especially across the Afri- african and 
and um American like lines, you know, the Nipsey was both Eritrean and hella yeah, black. Yeah. Like yeah, I was shocked. I didn't even know he was African. Like hella. Like he had no like he, he went he spent time. He spent time. His grandmother, like his grandmother like he, he he hung out with his grandmother. Yeah. Like <laughs> you know, you real African when you ain't gonna do your really <laughs> Like hella so he was so tapped in, like, like that is, so it's important for us to, to always remember to include, you know, that's why this show was even originally created. Like, I'm like, listen, I, my relationships and who I am is, is based on being poured into a lot of different yeah. folks and a lot of different types. You my relate, like my relationships, like, and this, my husband tells me this all the time. Like, you know, every time he looks at me and in my interaction with people, he always tells me like, man, like you were just wired for relationships. Yeah. You know? <laughs> And yes. it, it took me a while to really even know what that means. Like, for, like that, that's one of my values. Like, relationships and people, like, it's so important because I feed off of you. You feed off of my energy. You know, we inspire each other. Like, there's this phrase that I hold on to, you know, that as I get older, I see the value in it. I see the meaning in it. And it says, if you want to go quick, go alone. But if you want to go far, go with others. And why would you just want to go quick? Because you, you're just going to wear yourself out. Yeah. I'd rather go far and I'd rather go with people. I'd rather have a community of people. And, and not even even outside of my community, like being able to make a difference in someone's life, whether it's just by a word. Like I remember I went to Starbucks two weekends ago and um, I met this. Um, I was talking to the um, the cashier. And I don't even know what we're talking about. Oh, he asked me for my name, and I was like, oh, it's Kosi. Oh, yeah, that, okay. <laughs> <laughs> At least it wasn't me this time. Right? It's Kosi. <laughs> and then, you know, he was like, you know, he was like, okay, well, what does that mean? And I said, it means things happen as it pleases God. Yo, this man paused for like five minutes, and he said, yo, you were sent this morning because oh, I don't man. think you know what your name meant for me today because mm. he's been struggling, job situation. This is an older guy, like gray hair, everything. You know what I'm saying? And to know that, you know, just that little interaction, just that little conversation just inspires someone and just kind of just help someone to get back on their feet and to just continue to trust in God for whatever it is that they're believing God for, like that just made me feel so good and just made me just realize like how just a little bit of interaction intentional interaction with somebody you know what i'm saying can like it it's something about energy it's all about energy. there is something about energy there's something about and like god made no mistakes when you know he said that we need each other like we i need you you need me it's for a purpose because why god isn't is in us yeah you know, we're looking for God in all these places, looking for God in church, looking for God here. But it's like, no, God is yeah. the, the next, is this person that you're yeah. sitting next to. Yep. You know what I'm saying? You don't know what that person can say to you that can reignite your spirit. You know, that can, that can, like that, like right now, like I'm going through like a crazy time in my life. Yeah. And I cannot tell you like how just the words of people has like really just given me an up in my step. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, yo, I would be crazy if I, if I can't do this to somebody else. If you can't give it to someone else. And, and, you know, and the beauty of human relationship is that it requires you to pass it. To, 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 to was it, pay it forward. Yeah. But. That's the completion. And that's the completion of it. And there's something about, like, especially if you're really, like, intentional, like, someone like me, like, who really, like, 
takes this thing to heart and takes it seriously, like I would be I would be doing God a disservice or mankind a disservice if I don't pass it, if I don't pay for yeah. it. If I don't see someone else in need and just give them a word or yeah. just give them a touch. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So for those that, that want their space, sorry, yo, if I don't give you a touch, you know what I'm saying? There's just something powerful in that that we don't even recognize, but it's there. And, you know, I, the one thing that Lauren London said in her speech that I would never forget is that you don't possess people. Yeah. People are not for us to possess. They're yeah. like, we are not like, it's God's. Yeah. But we are to experience people. Yeah. Like that is deep. To be able to experience that's somebody, like that's what like, when you think about what the word like, think about experiencing a vacation, a country. Imagine experiencing another whole human being. And that's ten times more powerful. So much and and that was one of the things that you know, beginning this year I was like, okay, I'm gonna be really financial responsible just because I wanna just do some major shifts in my life at <laughs> like in a couple of years. And I need to like just really buckle down. I was like, you know what, I'm not going to invest as much in travel as I normally would. Normally by now I would have done two trips or something where I have a big trip plan. I was like, no. I was like, because well, number one, there is an a, a lot of experience experience that I can have in interactions and yeah. building new relationships and reviving old ones and restoring some right that like is going to take me on a crazy adventure on an interesting adventure on a worthwhile adventure that a trip may not in this season of my life do right because mm-hmm. I was at the end of last year a lot I mean a lot of my relationships were failing woefully right and I don't mean just man and woman I mean like literally friendships and and family and I was like not even connecting with people at work I wasn't trying to Mm. (laughs) I was like "Uh, I'm not doing it because I see how y'all are shady to each other I was really adapting like a pessimist mentality against people which I've always been more like chill like I'm not the person who's going to super say hi to you when you're far away no you gotta make eye contact with me (laughs) but like I'm a jovial person when you're in my presence and I wasn't feeling that I wasn't Mm. even giving that to people even I always feel like I got to turn on I wasn't even turning on I was like mm, I'm not turning on mm-hmm. in fact I'm not even going to invite people or be in certain spaces because I don't want to have to turn on and so I was really letting the a certain mindset and the low energy like like kill who I really am naturally am um and this year I was like no I'm gonna just not do that right I'm gonna just take it easy <laughs> I don't have to have a thousand friends I'm not probably going to be that person um I do think that is a strength of yours though <laughs> um <laughs> you know, especially without everybody I'm like how you yeah, know that person it's, but it's but, not even like oh like I try to it's just like you know people are just, just good at yeah you're, you're just, just drawn yeah, to you yeah. you can't people are drawn to me but I draw I, I, you, you draw back you draw, yeah but me like <laughs> people drawing to me I draw to them too right like, yeah, yeah. Like, how are you right okay I know, right? <laughs> um, my coworker described me as a cat. She was like, "You man, like a cat." <laughs> like, like when you want to come, you come. When you don't, you like bye. <laughs> but um, that's hilarious. But, um, but I, um, but real talk, I was like, you know what? But I need people, and I need relationships, and I have always kind of invested in really good quality relationships. Not a whole yeah. bunch, but really good quality, like decades of friendships and and family members who like yo this is the cousin i want and a couple who say you're my favorite cousin or call me when there's an issue right i try not to be judgmental to folks i try to listen i keep it 100 percent. you know what i mean and i don't really hide my emotions too well so um but i was getting to a place where i wasn't learning how to give back right i was feeling tapped out but I wasn't really processing and comprehending what was happening, right? I was transitioning in my life, um, growing up, right, and, and and facing life hard. And I wasn't using my relationships for those moments. Mm. And that's 
what I, I think I was a missed opportunity because when you face your hardships in life and life starts to get crazy beyond your control, um, you're talking to God. One of the things I believe he sends you are people. Yes. Or he says, hey, or he says, hey, listen, that's why I've left that person in your life for this time. Yeah. Like, even like in my relationship with someone, you know, like where I'm like, they normally get them nervous for this reason, but like. For the thing that I need to like be able to wake up for and be strong for today, this person is serving me. You see that in your family all the time. If you have somebody, your aunt or uncle or grandma or mom who just pisses you off a lot of times, but like when you need like that survival shit, they're the person to step through. Um, and I started to realize like I can't get rid of all those people. Or else I'm not going to survive. Like You're not survive. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Like, like I need those relationships. Yeah, man. To the feed older me. you get. And I think it's, there's a wisdom in knowing that you need people. Yeah. Like, there, I cannot, like, I, I, like, I can't imagine just, like, not needing people. And I think for me, like, what I had to learn this season is, you know, I've been, like, in my friendships, like, I've been, like, a giver. And not just, like, you know, giving, like, physically, but just, like, you know, my strength, my energy, whatever. But I've had to learn how to receive. Yes from people because you know you you know you be like oh no i'm good they ask you your friends will ask you hey are you okay are you okay but i'm thankful for the friends who say no like i'm gonna call you today i'm gonna call you so you can get out of your mood because i know what you're feeling i know you know whatever i'm gonna call and make you laugh i'm gonna be there i'm gonna i'm gonna go that extra step for you like i today like i i like i tell people like Man, like, if one thing this season has taught me is, you know, how to receive That's and how to just point. accept. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And I'm thankful for, you know, the friends who would be like, who just call me to just be like, hey, I just want to check up on you, see how you're doing, just make sure you're good. That gives me energy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know that I could, I could be in a worse place if it wasn't for those people, you know, that hit me up to just be like, hey, like, you know, I thought about you today or they will send you like a prayer or just say like, hey, like, are you good? Just want to make sure you're good or just come by or, you know, tell me to come over just so that because they know that they know that there's strength in numbers. Yeah. You know, and I think a lot of times like, you know, connection. Yeah, that connection. And we think that, yo, you know, because and that's the thing with America, right? When you go elsewhere, you don't see it. If you notice, us Americans, we like to travel outside of our country to get experience, to get, you know, all this, um, uh, to get whatever, energy. The woo-woo-wah-wah. Yeah, the woo-woo-wah-wah, <laughs> right? But when you, look, when you go to these countries, right? Right, um, like Costa Rica, um, Ecuador, Thailand, Nigeria, you see how these people just thrive off of the energy of others like it was just so amazing to see when we went to colombia colombia just you see friends just getting together just interacting get a blanket just sit outside and just laughing with each other yeah enjoying each other's presence and just i'm sure they just a last minute thing like there's nothing beautiful about that that i feel like here most of us don't really have that because we have become such an individualist society and we've just become me, 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 me. Whereas in Africa, like in Nigeria, like I'm sure you went, you saw how mm-hmm. such communal it is, such a community environment it is, like the need for people. Yeah. And, you know, technology is great, it's necessary, but I feel like in terms of the human connection, it's destroying that, right? Yeah. In other countries, there's a limit. <laughs> literally you know, there's literally a limit yeah, so you still have to you still have to you still have to be able to connect with others one way or another or need people yeah. like you need to need people here 
Uh, if you're if you're okay, you don't really you can do well without meeting anybody. To be honest, that's why some of the happiest places in the world are like Italy, where they really really value like not even happy places, but like healthiest places in the world. Yeah. Right? They really value like it's time work is done. People are done. We sit around. We can stay in a small apartment. There's no, I have to have a big house or a rental hall. Or and my mom and I were talking the other day and she, we were talking about like her, her birthday party that's coming up in the oh. summer. And she was like, you know, she just misses back in the day where like, you could do it in somebody's house. You'd be like, hey, auntie, are you, can I use your house? And then you, they would party and yes. they would spend all the money on food and jubilation. Now it's like, get a decorator, get, get in a hall. hall, get this. And it's it's taking so much away from the joy of it, like of, of inviting and connecting to people. Um, but there's something that you said that I really want to get back on and I, and I want to touch on, especially as it relates to Nipsey. And it's that whole ability to receive, right? And I think... That is so layered and it's so amazing to even bring up because, well, number one, I def, that is why I started to disconnect from people because I am the type of person where I get, I do not ask for help. I don't, yeah, do. I don't know how to, <laughs> it doesn't, it's not coming for me and, but I want it, but people often don't offer because they're used to you having to ask, right? And so it was to a point where like I would do for people, I would never get in return. Not always because they were being selfish, it's just that they just don't even see me as someone who needs help, right? And and it was feeling very exhausting. I was like, you know what? I'm just not the person who's gonna ask. Like it's not super comfortable for me. I'm trying to learn to, but um so I'm just gonna disconnect. And I learned later on from my family, which is just a lesson Thank I learned. God for family, family man, like how to receive my siblings, like goodness gracious, just the way that like, you know, they read, we're raised in the same home, so we think the same way. So they too are very much doers, right? We're the good cousins and we'll help this and help grandma and drive around and do whatever and um like they could read that. And so they would know when I was like tapped out. You know what I mean? They would know like I'm just gonna I remember my sister one day texting, she was like, check your cash app. And I was like, what? Why? She just sent me money. I didn't need money, wow. but she was just like, I was told her I was going to get my nails done. And just because in that time, she knew where I was mentally. You know what I mean? She sent that to me. Brother, same thing. He was like, hey, I'm going to handle this. And he just starts doing it. You know what I mean? And so, um, but what I started to learn was like how much of a relief it was to just have people like, I was like, okay, I'm not alone. <laughs> okay, people care. And and to learn how to receive that. And I was looking at, listening to like the whole situation with the guy who allegedly, of course, shot Nipsey. And how he, had, I think, offered him a tape or something. Or he wanted him, to, he had a little career rap career that he wanted to do. And and I wonder, as I ask this question, like, are we, at, we know better, are we doing better? Like, are we also prepping ourselves and putting ourselves in a position where we are, we are ready to receive? You know what I mean? Like, and I'm not saying that you have to be worth receiving, right? Because Nipsey gave to those who didn't have, yeah. right? But are you in a place where you're ready to receive? Because I, I listened to that story, I'm like, and I'm pretty sure the way the story, Nipsey's narrative and his life and what we're learning about him, that if that guy was created a position for himself, and when I say position, I mean mental position. Not that he needs to have like been ready with all the hottest bars, but just a place of humility, of kindness, right? And presenting himself to Nipsey. I, I, I believe Nipsey would have helped him. You know what I mean? And so like, how are you positioning yourself in relationships? We talk about relationships. We talk about, yes, giving and, and taking and receiving. But how are you positioning yourself so that you're ready to receive what people are giving to you, right? Like, are you understanding people 
for who they are and what gifts they can give to you, right? One of the mistakes I've seen people do a lot is like they want someone to give them something that that person doesn't have to give, mm. right? And that's mentally, physically, spiritual. That's even in relationships, right? Like, are you ready to receive what that person can give you? That's are true. you making yourself aware of that? Don't ask someone who doesn't have a car, like, why they never give you, why they never take you anywhere and give you a ride mm-hmm. in your whole life, <laughs> right? When they value walking. And that's what they You know what I mean? Like, or someone who may not be the most, point. like, I'm a hug you person, right? But, but they, they know how to, something. they give you something, they know how to organize and they can give you the truth when you need to hear the truth, right? The sweet, nice person may not tell you that, yeah, you need to lose a little weight. Now, granted, hopefully no one tells anyone they need to lose weight, <laughs> but, but maybe you really need to hear, like, you got to get yourself together. Get in the gym, like, get your shit together. Like, your health matters from someone who's more ready to give that to you so mm. how are you prepping yourself in your relationships to receive what people have to give to you because i think and that's and that's really big and the reason why i say that is because a lot of the times right you know this is where love language is coming to play yes. right we expect people to give us the way that we would give them yes i know i'm guilty of that i would say that i'm definitely very very Same. guilty of that and i'm they're having to learn that you know um the things that you need or the gifts that you need will come in different packages, yes. right? But hopefully it will serve the same intent than what you had envisioned it to come in or the way that you envisioned it to come in. But that requires you, in order for you to receive that, you got to have an open mind. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You have to have an open mind and you have to trust that person's intention. You know what I'm saying? And the reason why I bring up touch is because, you know, a lot of the times, like, our relationship with others, it speaks on, what am I looking for? Our relationship with others is a reflection Is a reflection of our relationship with God and our trust in God. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of the times, you know, we, we ask God for something, we pray to God for something, right? And it's like, you know, we're praying like we want it to come in a certain package, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. thinking God. But it's like, no, like, God, like, let your will be done. You know, and the beauty with God is that, the beautiful thing with God is that, like, he will give you so much more than, like, your mind can't even conceive what he's going to give you. You know what I'm saying? And, but for you to receive that, you have to have an open heart. You have to have an open mind to receive that. And same thing with your friendships too. You know, to be able to receive from people whatever it is that they're giving you, you have to have that open spirit. Yeah. To be able to welcome it and acknowledge it. And also, you know, hopefully to see their intention, you know? Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of the times, like, you know, like we, we expect people to love us the way we envision them to. Mm-hmm. The rules we set around the, the love. The rules we set around the love, yeah. And, you know, you're right. And it's just like, you know, you're right. Like, that's something that I know, like, sometimes, like, I've had to struggle with. And I think it's, um, especially for us that are givers, I think, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, the, the thing that's coming to my mind is, like, a pride. It's like we're, it's like a, it's like we're flapping our, e- like, our, 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 our peacock, wings or with feathers to say like you know well i give you this why can't you give me like Mm -hmm. that pride it's prideful in a way i'm Mm -hmm. just thinking it's ego it's it's ego yeah it's it's, ego i'm telling you that ego ego. that's the thing i've been working on i need to read this book i need to read this book called the new earth Oh, Eckhart Tolle? Yeah. I gotta read that. Oh, my God. Girl, you told me about it. Yeah. It's been changing my life. I'm so Man, we are all, we are all, we are, like, our pride just... 
it gets in the way and that that man I'm about to say that motherfucker that man that shot <laughs> that shot it was all ego it's ego it's all ego it's ego it's and, all that, ego. Is and that is the black plague and I will yep, tell that you is that's the black big plague black plague that we it's have in ego. the black community especially with our men yep the prov- like who like uh, and then you know most of our men will boast and say uh, African man we have pride now we have pride we have pride why is that what something to that boast do? about what does that do? If anything, it destroys your relationships. Yeah, you know and what I'm saying you, because you because because the you. thing the thing with pride is that you know when when you flaunt your pride or you flaunt your ego, the other person that you're flaunting it to can't help but bring theirs out too because yep. it's gonna be like okay oh okay oh oh no right. you I'll bring <laughs> out mine yeah. and it's just a, a whole back and yeah. forth. It takes one person to be like you know I'm going to suppress it because we all have it. Yeah, even white people we all have Absolutely. it. You know what I'm saying? Everybody has it, but you have to make that choice. And this is where wisdom comes into play. This is where, you know, our Heavenly Father, the Spirit yeah. comes into play to be able to suppress it. Because it's going to take a lot of you to suppress it. Because I feel like with our men, it has become something that defines them. Yeah. But it doesn't have to define And that's the core them. of toxic masculinity. It's like ego. Yeah. Um, like this title and naming and, um, you know... It's not something that's necessary, you know. It's not something that's necessary, and it's it breaks my heart because, like, not even just with, like so that New Earth book, and, and y'all should listen to Super Soul Sunday if y'all really yeah want that. <laughs> hear more about it. But I mean, it's deep stuff because I realize even listening to it how much ego I have. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, man, this is I'm a, it's gonna take some work because of like you said, like that whole kind of like. I feel like I am so evolved and I feel like I am so doing the work and that's ego too, right? Like the whole point of like letting go of your ego is like, I'm no better than you, right? I'm here just to connect with you, to, to receive and give to humanity, right? And, and be a better person, whatever that means, depending on who I'm connecting with in this earth. And I feel like it's just as pure and simple as that. But we have not been socialized. We have not been taught that. I don't blame men for thinking that way. Women contribute to it. Women yeah, think we that have our way own. Too. We have our own. We have it's our own. It's so much. It's just that theirs is much more. It's manifested much more physically, mm-hmm. right? Right. They're more action oriented in theirs. But even women and the way we, especially in the black community, the way we're pitted against each other, the way we judge each other, and clothing and like black girl magic is cute on the gram, but a lot of people, women are, are, are terrible to each other in real life yeah. and nasty and gossipy. And, you know, everybody likes a little bit of juice here and there, you know, but catty when they say women can't be friends, all that is ego. Right. And, and, and what are we doing to support each other as a community? Like, how are we getting beyond that? Because I think that is how you pull back from these moments where we're celebrating someone, but when they're past. You know what I mean? Like, that is what kills me. It's like, if he had gotten this much celebration when he was alive and then passed, it's like, fine. But he, I, I am sure he didn't even know how much people valued him. And, yeah. not, that, and not that he and was just, seeking for that. Right. Yeah, which I don't is think, beautiful, yeah, which is a beautiful thing. But like how we have, we now know, we know so much about life. We know that it's not infinite. And we know that like we have opportunities to be better. We're learning more and, and being more aware because there are books and podcasts and quotes that go up on Instagram that say, be a better human being. That's it. Just be a better human being to other human beings. It's not complicated information, but like we are just trying to ignore it as if it's not going to destroy us. And we're seeing that destruction happen. Yeah. 
period. Yes, murder is one thing. That's a very direct. But even in health, the way we're treating the earth, the way we are relating to other communities, wars and things like that, that is pure animalistic. (laughs) I mean, you know, like we may not be able to affect the world on a grand scheme, but I think it starts with, you know, being that difference in your own world, in your own small space. And I think that Nipsey, he exuded that. But she, and that's the beauty of like, you know, and this is why like, you know, this is, this is why like children to me are like, so like, it's such a desire of mine. Mm-hmm. And I say that to say like, because with children, like you can, you can pour into them. You can start them early on in life to mm-hmm. teach them the essence of humanity, the essence of gratitude, mm-hmm. the essence of relationships, just, just the things that are just core to human nature, start them love whatever acceptance build that up and just wa- just sow that seed early and just watch it grow yeah you know what i'm saying and it becomes this tree that starts to spread to all over yeah. you know what i'm saying and i think that you know he did a great job because i mean look at that little that that uh little wayne little wayne's son mm-hmm. what's his name i don't know whatever not Carl Cl- cost is the last one i was gonna be carter Carl. Carter? I don't no, know. Carter's his last name. His last name, right? <laughs> and it was okay. 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 <laughs> well, yeah, Carter. Yeah. So, like, that boy, like, being able to speak with that, you know, just that wisdom at yeah. such a young age about how they, he would never forget this man. Yeah. He will never. And the older he gets, the more he will learn about him, the more he will he he will come to, 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 to kind of embody that. Yeah. Yeah, mm. I think it's important. Yeah, I, it's 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 amazing. It's amazing, and I think you know, like you know, you have to start in your own world, in your own community. Yeah, you, know, you may not be able to affect change on a large scale, and that's okay. It's not our job. I mean, Jesus. I mean, look at people know more about Jesus after he's gone than when he was alive. Mm-hmm. The same thing with Nipsey. Yeah. Like it's kind of like it, I don't know. Like, and he died at thirty three. Jesus here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like these are things that when I thought about, I was like, "Wow, like this." Okay, this was something yeah. that was meant to happen. Mm-hmm. This this death was yeah. it was meant to happen. Yeah, now probably. how it happened was I mean, look at hello, his he was betrayed by someone. Jesus Christ was betrayed by someone that he knew. Yeah, of course. For thirty silvers, you know. So yeah. like it's funny how like history kind of repeats itself, mm-hmm. but it's like you know the core is still the same. Yeah, you know it's like do good always, always. do good always, be good to others. You know because you don't know what difference you're making like i'm sure this man knew that he was making a difference this much of a difference in the world that yeah. he has two girls that don't know really much about him but we're able to have a one hour plus show about him yeah that's amazing one and one of many po- i mean i don't you think there's any that's piece amazing. of media content that didn't have everybody someone talking about nipsey there wasn't i mean i went to the we went to the burner boy concert we should have reviewed yeah. that a little bit and 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 burner boy stopped in his concert yeah. and said like straight up to nipsey i mean there's just nothing and that is just crazy because there are people who you know have passed and not much has been said you forgot about them maybe the <laughs> a few weeks later but people really i mean everyone the blue hearts that a heart really is what symbolizes this guy and mm. um it's just it's it's beautiful. It's like a bittersweet, you know what I mean, is, situation. But there's that, a lot to learn in it, and I think the the thing we all can do, and you've just we've been saying it's this message is just like be. I mean, like learn to f- figure out what you can do in your own space in your own community. Yeah. I think that's a lot. I think that is huge ripple effect, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can you can 
talk to folks. I mean, if if for no other reason, like you like we were saying, smile at somebody walking past you, right? If you normally are looking at your phone, just make it like a, a conscious decision to be like, I'm going to smile today at people who walk past me. I'm going to say like, Can you imagine morning. I feel awkward saying hi to somebody that I don't know as I'm walking in my of apartment? Course, I right. feel awkward as hell. Yeah. Why should I feel right. awkward? You know, but it just feels awkward, you know, but I'd be forced like, Hi, how are you? Say it. Hey, you know. Sure. If all of you women looking for husband, you better <laughs> say hi. Start saying hi. And the man looking for a wife. Say hi. Say I hi. Or wife looking for a wife, husband looking for husband. I don't know. Just say hi. Say hi. <laughs> say hi. But honestly, though, I really think, you know, for me, the, the lesson in Nipsey's passing and transition, I'm going to call it, that's what his mom called yeah. it, transition. That's what it was, a transition, yeah. because he has fulfilled his purpose yeah. in this world. Yeah. Are you fulfilling your purpose? Are you living your purpose? That's a question that we all have to ask ourselves. Yeah. And if we don't, we need to start with people. Start with that human connection. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be you no one is look, man, it's only probably going to be one Bill Gates and one Steve Jobs, you know, it doesn't have to be a big thing, but your purpose can just be making a difference in somebody's yeah. life. And and the thing is, it may be one Bill Gates and one Steve Jobs, but it may only be one you. It's only one That's you true. hustle. It's only one yay, one day. I'm right. saying that. One like, one so, like, you know, and, and I think the other thing is that, like, the people part is really big on it, but whatever is in your heart, like, don't also don't be fearless. Yeah. I mean, Nipsey, I saw some of it, like, Snoop Dogg was like, he would always have a crazy idea. He want him to do make a doggy land. Like, you know what I mean? like just be fearless. Like, try stuff. I, that's my big challenge to myself. Is like, just listen. Like, try some shit, and it may not work. You may woefully fail, fail. but okay, because yeah. you don't know. Maybe you what you feel is a failure. I bet you because Nipsey didn't have any platinum albums. I bet you if you would ask, is your rap career there? He would have like, I haven't even begun to make any. I'm not a good rapper. Like, he may not have had the awareness of like how much he's already done because of if he was to compare himself to other, other rappers people. in the game but what look at his legacy right so be authentic to yourself which is an episode that i really want us to have like in the future um just being authentic to yourself like be like who am i <laughs> and like what do i like and do those things and and feed that and be unapologetic about that and then connect that with other people you know what i mean and give your gifts to fe- folks and be willing to receive from those around you you yeah, know what i mean and receive, those you're connected man. to mm-hmm. all right guys so are, are, do we you know i wanted us to do this thing because you had did this and i thought this was cute this is a way to get audience participation so y'all come back um but give homework you know what i mean like so you had cozy has this <laughs> she has this like, face she always she? get bewildered and confused. like where is she uh-oh. going with is she going with this facial expressions but when we gave homework i think a couple episodes ago we got some responses and i like that it's a good way to engage with social media um get audience participation but like in a way that's authentic to us Mm -hmm. so let's give them a homework question are we okay do you feel like you know better and if you do know better do you feel like you're doing better yeah I think that's the that's the question, and you can interpret it however you want. Um, but so let's end with just answering that question ourselves. Like, you want to start? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Do you know better? And if you think you know better, do you feel like you're doing better? Yeah. So I do think I know better. 
Now, I think the older I get, I'm learning to do better. But I think a lot of the times, like, you know, my pride might get in the way. Because you so you focus on, like, what the world is doing. And you try to emulate that. But, you know, you have to realize that, you know, you have... At the end of the day, you got to answer to yourself and God. Mm. You know, especially because, you know, like they say, if you know better, why aren't you doing better? Yeah. You know, so... Recognizing... I think also, two part of the homework, recognize why you're not doing better and be mm. honest with yourself it's tough but be honest with yourself i like that i like yeah. that i like that recognize add that to the homework that's question that's parts that's the explain yourself part of the, of the question right um for me i i'm still in the process of knowing better i because what happened was i thought i knew better and then i spent some time unknowing everything that i thought i knew because I didn't know the right things in the right way. And I'm I'm knowing better every day. I'm understanding more like what life is, right? Like part of it, like you said, who controls what <laughs> and then how much I know. Um, again, how like I was saying, how valuable relationships are and what they actually mean, how to receive from people um, and, and not to put unfair expectations on folks and things like that. Um, how to be just generally kind. I'm an, I'm a good-hearted person. Doesn't mean I'm always kind and nice, mm. right? So just I I never ill intent. I never wish bad. I'm never ever thinking bad things. I'm just literally thinking of Netflix. <laughs> but yeah, like, that's true. but that's like true. being you actually be, kind, you be, expressing. You don't, you don't be thinking bad things. I don't be thinking bad things. People be like, I'm like, what? You thought I said what? Oh, yeah, most okay. of the time you don't even think. You don't even think. Like, I don't think like, about that. <laughs> like, my mind did not even. Get right. That. I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, how did you come up with that conclusion? Right. Exactly. But I have to learn that about you. Right, like, but, like, kindness and being expressive with, like, with whatever you feel is in your heart. Whatever you feel like you are inside, be expressive with that. So that's something that I'm I'm knowing now means a lot. Um, and as I'm knowing, I'm transitioning to doing better. Mm. I can do, a, I have a lot of doing better to do. Um, and I think that I'm getting to a place where I'm feeling like, Oh, I see what doing better means, mm. right? Doing better isn't just saying, "Oh, I'm doing better," or like you were kind of saying, like, "I give, give, give." No, doing better means sometimes like being in stillness, listening to God. For me, I'm very spiritual, um, and like understanding like what a relationship is asking for, what a a conversation or a moment in my life is trying to get me to do. So, it's such a it's an ongoing process. That for me is where I'm at with it. Um, no better doing better <laughs> every day we're trying um, but yeah so we wanted to hear from you guys if, um, do you know better if you do know better are you doing better if you're doing better or you're not doing better why and what can you be doing to do better yeah. alright um, all right, well whew. this is a long one but it's a long it was worth one. a listen yeah this is a deep one it's a it deep was one. a fun one to talk about too. yeah we had we had I to go with I, it. I, I, I didn't I didn't think it was I know <laughs> I think it was gonna be this. I was like, "What am I gonna talk about?" I know you're like, "I don't know." I really know you. I was like, "But no one, but you do, but you don't, because you know human beings." Because I mean, like, I feel like he just represented, like, he represented pretty much all of us. All of us. He's a not quite foreigner. We out here, y'all. We're doing big things. So, all right. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of the Not Quite Foreign Show. We hope you guys tune in next time. Till then, adios. All right. Cheers.